Hey guys, guess what? Everybody. It's time for another Stranger Things episode. Oh joy. Season two. So we are joined again with PC and J. Mr. Pop Culture Junkie himself. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back on, guys. Good to be here. Thank you for can, coming back on. Can I start Always to refer to you as a dad culture junkie? Yes, yeah, you definitely can. I got that or new hat going right now. could you yeah. be the pop culture dad? I like pop culture dad. I think it's anything's better than just dad junkie. I think that's, you know, anything else is better. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think junkie dad would be worse than ju- dad junkie. <laughs> yeah, you because see at least a dad junkie dad just seems there? like you're a, a junkie for dads instead of an actual junkie who's a dad. Yeah, all, all I need is for my YouTube channel to just blow up in popularity and be at a, a convention with my kid. And they're like, hey, look, it's little junior junkie. Like, hey, hey. Yeah, child services are on the <laughs> way All these little junkies are running around out here. Oh, <laughs> who let the junkies out of the internet welcome back <laughs> my friend and congratulations thank you so much thank you yes for those who don't know pc and j just had a kid so he is now part of the dad life hashtag pc and jjr hashtag never sleep again <laughs> hashtag sleep when you're dead friends Hey man, how, you know I lived like that through my twenties. Now it's now it's kid time that's doing it. Welcome back. You know, about ten, fifteen <laughs> years after that, it starts coming back to you. They say oh, life's yeah. twenty year cycles, right? Exactly. I can I can see that. So, speaking of cycles, it is now time for us to talk about season two. I'm glad that's the have... direction you took that. I mean, I kind of there are many different types of cycles we could have talked about. But I thought it was time to rein it back in. <laughs> I have one thing I want to say about season two before we start. And it's just an oh. overall summary of it. It yeah. feels like the Saiyan arc of Dragon Ball. They are literally waiting for Goku to show up the entire season. In this case, Eleven is Goku. But they weren't really, like, waiting. Waiting. It was just I like... Mean, neither were Krillin and Gohan and Piccolo and Yamcha, Tien, and Chaozu when the Saiyans landed, but... Still took the Goku. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that, but that's one thing that stuck out to me throughout the whole season was it was like a Dragon Ball arc. And you do like Dragon Ball, so that's at least kind of a good sign. So we'll get there. I know, I know. So in uh, in celebration of season three, literally being four days away. Or three days away. Way to date the podcast. I didn't mean to, but we also dated it too because we were uh, trying to get people to talk to us so we could talk to you back on our recording sessions. Yeah, well, you know. No one loves us. <laughs> we gotta stick to topic here. <laughs> Sorry. So, we got Stranger Things Season 3, so of course we gotta talk about Season 2. And I think we're just going to kind of do things a little bit differently. Um, Overall, I like season two a lot better than season one, but there's one episode in particular that I cannot stand. And it Uh it is the, it is a controversial topic of the uh, strangers things fans like, Uh you know, group. Um, and I just episode seven. I mean, um, the lost sister, by far, my least favorite episode. And I'm gonna put that out there now. You don't gotcha. have to talk about it right this second, but my least favorite episode, hands down. Gotcha. I mean, I overall liked season two. It was a lot better than season one. (laughs) It kept me actually wanting to actually see the story through this time versus feeling obligated to have to watch it in the end. That's better. I definitely enjoyed season two even more. I mean, they gave you a lot more chance to elaborate on the characters. I mean, obviously, first seasons, establishing characters, introducing them. But, you know, they seemed like 
it's just like anything. Once that first season or first movie comes out, then the following season or following movie is going to get more attention, more budget, so they can do a lot more. They got a lot more to play with. And we got Bob. <laughs> oh, we got yeah. We lost Benny. We got Bob. That's how I saw it. But like, can I just say Bob hits a little close to home? Does he used to work at Radio Shack? I used to do exactly what Bob does. Hey, so same here. Or did. Yeah. Spoilers. Did. That um, actually hit a little hard. I was like, that, oh. I was really but, upset. But we got Bob. to have Mikey. Mikey was there. I mean, come on. I saw Mikey before I saw him as Bob. Good point. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on the, on the Hobbit stuff, but yeah, Mikey. I was going to say Sam. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Oh, I understand. Dude. Well, see, y'all, y'all are a little younger than myself, so y'all, y'all grew up more with the, the hobbits than than I did. I grew up with the the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a signed picture from him from the Goonies. I got that in one of those crates that we used to get. I don't even know if they're still around. Huh? I don't know if I got one of those or not. I don't remember which one it was. I've... What crate it was? I got that in that one. I also got a Kevin Smith autograph from them. Oh, that's collector's case. Yeah, are they still around? Uh, they just posted something on social media yesterday, like they changed their profile page or something. So I, I know they were going to be like pausing for a brief period and then coming back. So maybe they are starting it back up now. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Sorry, brief aside, commercial ad. Hey, collector's case. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag could be sponsored. <laughs> hashtag not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. Hashtag ripped from Beard Bros. <laughs> But yeah, so we got Bob, and I think I think his character for um, the sole purpose of being Joyce ba- uh, Joyce Byers like boy toy is like really nice. You know, after everything like that they went through, like he's just like a overall like good guy. Um, I really liked Bob. I know. I really liked Bob. Like, and he was just, like, I think he just, like, appealed to, like, the adult nerd in all of us with, like, his toys. And, like, he is just, like, you know, the go-to for tech questions of, like, you know, like, looking up or when uh, Joyce was trying to get the uh, the recording from Halloween working. And he was, like, giving her, like, tips on, like, how to do it over the phone. <laughs> kind of really resonated with me. Like, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> but it was here. nice because you you kind of got you know the sense that everything that Joyce and Will went through, they're gonna get some a little bit of normalcy in their life. And here's somebody that wants to you know actually get involved in this crazy family that you know everyone else is you know looking at in a different way. And he's like, no, I I like you, and you you had a chance for Will to have some kind of a father figure in his life as well, and. Yeah, Bob was awesome. Oh, yeah, because Will became Zombie Boy. Boy who died and came back to life. I don't know if I like Will. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know if I like Will as a character. Really, I thought you and I had a discussion where you're like, I like Will. I thought I did, and then I watched more of the show. Like, at the beginning of the season, I was liking Will. I was like, oh, he's just misunderstood. And the show went on, and I'm like, I don't know if I like Will. He's just, he's been through so much, and like... But it makes me worry that in the next season, again, something's gonna happen, Will's gonna get possessed, and just be the damsel in distress character again. You know, I've got an actually very differing period, uh, uh, opinion on that one, but we're gonna save it. For now. But we're gonna talk about it, just not right this second. Let's talk about some of the other new characters, though, because I do want to talk a little bit about Max and her brother. Fuck Billy. Hey, I think <laughs> Billy's just... I, I honestly, seeing some of the scenes, and a scene that stood out to me with Billy was the scene with his dad, and it explained his whole character right there to me. Oh, I know. I got yeah. it. Like, I he understood would... immediately why. And then he became, to me, more of less of an asshole to more of, like, a, a my heart bends because this kid's getting the short end of the stick here. <laughs> See, but for me, I, I looked at it differently, and maybe it's because I have a slightly different background, um, where the ends don't 
the the ends don't justify the means, vice no, versa. Not, not justified at all as to why he does that, but I understand it because he yes. it's normalcy to him. Yeah, that's the that's a learned behavior. So of course he can accept it. But one thing I will say about Billy though is just like how much of a womanizer. Like he's he even is. hitting on the mom at the end to get the information. <laughs> I love it. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll I'll tap a mom. Like Nancy Wheeler's just like, oh, hello. Well, I'm chilling yeah, in the she... room. <laughs> she wants that boy. Yeah, Mrs. Wheeler's thirsty. <laughs> All the thirst. And we also got Max. That goes with it too. And Mad Max, Max like, that is. Mad Max, that is. Yes. Mad Maxine. Yep. Yeah. She doesn't like being called Maxine. Don't call her Maxine. <laughs> just Max. Uh, in terms of Max, like, I don't hate her. In the beginning, I was kind of just like, eh, all right. Um, by the end of it, I liked her a little bit more. But in terms of like character, she's still not my. She's still not like one where I'm like, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, but I know I, they'll do more with her next season, but I mean, yeah, between the two siblings, they definitely develop Billy a lot more. Yeah, to me, yeah, we learned a lot more about him and and his character. But yeah, she was just like, okay, I play video games, and my brother's kind of a dick, and okay, but. I want to see what's going on with these kids that had stuff happen to them before I got here. So, yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. the dynamic with, you know, the party in her is, is great because it's essentially two against one for the most point because Will's really not part of it, you know, with everything mm. going on. Yeah, he's kind of like, just kind of like hoity-toiting around for a little bit before... Like a full possession really like takes place. Yeah, and... he's just the mopey kid who sees things, like mm-hmm. mind flayers. And like D'Artagnans. Demo dogs. Demo dogs. His name is D'Artagnan, though. Demo dogs. <laughs> <laughs> our our modern days, you know, morse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, then you get the growth of some of our other older too, which is great. I won't lie, I really like Hopper. Oh, I love Hopper. He's amazing I, in this. Oh, so good. I like his the little Hopper dance that he does. Oh, I love that when he's cleaning up the place. That's yes. so awesome with him and Eleven. He's trying to, like, hey, come on, we can have some fun. Forget about all the crazy shit going on. <laughs> and um, overbearing dad because of his past. Yeah, and also, but I will say, I think him being overbearing is slightly more justified this time around, too. Not only because of his past, but also because, like... It came from the right place. It just didn't come across the right way to Eleven. Well, yeah, because she's also, like, a kid that doesn't have all of, like, social things, like, tied down just yet. And, you know, is still very, like... Well, she she um, never got to have a childhood, and then she got a taste of it by hanging out with the guys, and now it's been you know taken away from her again because of it's for her safety. But it's hard for a kid to accept that, of course, any kid. Right, and it just like it gets to the point where you know, like for her, like where she was, you know, being like held captive, not really captive, but she was just like hidden in a basement being hidden in the woods and not always getting the ego she desires because like <laughs> hopper like tries to make it so she's got like real food but then also seeing like the dynamic of their relationship of like you were late you didn't tell me you were gonna be late you know of like her kind of like scolding him as well for breaking promises and that's a big thing to her mm-hmm. throughout the entire the entire Friends season don't. really is lie mm-hmm. and promises now I will you know I do appreciate him giving her her own space and then she breaks the rules <laughs> and then she runs off and 
I want to talk about her sister. <laughs> because at the beginning of it, you see her and I get that I got the feeling of that first scene when it shows her, you know, at the very beginning of the series before Eleven finds her. I was thinking that they're not it, it started leading on like that they're not doing anything with this character. And then you meet her. In my least favorite episode. I don't like her. I don't like totally her. Totally agree. Totally agree with y'all. Yep. I don't like her. I hated that episode. I thought, you know how we were talking about like character development for Max or Yeah. Like anyone else. That episode, I think, could have been split half and half between like maybe developing Max more as a character and then also everything with Eleven and her sister. I feel unfortunately then that the big focus of this season was Eleven's past. Outside of the main story, it was really the Eleven show. Well, yeah, because she needed to find her mama and like had some stuff that she had to deal with that like she really couldn't have. So I mean, like I understand why they had it be more about her because you know we at least got we got the idea of like what. You know, Will and Mike and, you know, the rest of their, like, childhood was life because it was just, like, typical suburbia. So, like, we already kind of understood, like, what their background was. But from 11 to, like, really kind of be more of, like, a mystery for season one and us not really knowing what what she was before, you know, the whole testing facility. Like, I get it. But I still hate this episode. <laughs> this could have been done in flashbacks through the entire season, and I would have been much happier with that. Eh, I understand. Eleven goes to Chicago. And then yeah, she like... Me, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. And then she scoots a train, train cart. Like, yay! I don't know, the whole, like, you know gang with superpowers just felt really forced to me and i really think they could have just again like you said concentrate more on building other characters that we were just introduced to or yeah just show us more details on eleven's past with her mom and later on with the you know the dr brenner and all that stuff but i just didn't care for this whole super teen go force power team whatever <laughs> power and then and then, like, them really, like, dancing on morality with Eleven, too. Like, yes, good that was a big thing. And it was just, like, you know, she, like, I mean, you saw where her line was. But that line also didn't make any sense because it's not like she hasn't killed people in the previous season. I that think the been kids had a bit to do with it. Yeah. Because the, the children kids. were there. Right. And she, she saw wouldn't. that he was a dad. Yeah. So but, I think that's her line. But even still, my argument is is that she killed like at least six people in the first season. Yeah, but were like, they dads? They could have been. But should she know that? No. But she but, did but then you got Papa. Yeah, well to oh. be fair. <laughs> yeah, no, Papa was a piece of shit. That was a different um, story. <laughs> she killed Obsession. <laughs> Eleven's powers and it didn't like improve her strength like I understand the necessity of it but it was just so out of left field it was in my opinion it didn't feel like it flowed with the rest of the season it was just like an abrupt halt and other people really like this episode in the community and like they're like no this is so great and there's like you know Tarantino like shots and like all that cool stuff and like it they tried like too it. hard to not it tried the scene with that whole episode tried too hard to be something this show was not action right. this is not an action oriented show we did not need an episode like that you know the action that happens in this show you know for example hopper shooting the demo dogs there was a reason for it the reason for this was just to show eleven had a line she didn't want to cross and it was unnecessary I mean, I know we don't want to go into necessarily predictions or anything or, you know, delve into what's going to happen in later seasons. But, like, watching that that particular episode 
and what they did as far as introducing other people that have similar powers that Eleven may have. That's mm-hmm. like, are they just letting us to believe, okay, <laughs> sooner or later, they're going to have to combine their powers to face a big evil you know, villain. That's what it's kind of was forcing on me. To- I mean, I think the show was confirmed to only have like four, se- four or five seasons is all they plan on doing for this. Exactly. So yeah. They don't have long to figure that out. Mm-mm. In which case, I would be really rushing it on top of what they already done. So correct. And also, too, like, I mean, I know with like the, the trailers, like, I just I don't see how they could fit in too many new characters. Like, because yeah, they have to start a new like protagonist, kind of not technically, but like a red herring protagonist. Um, huh. because they ended up taking out the the uh, facility. And the testing area, because the oracle, or the the journalist, um, he, you know, he was able to get the story out thanks to Nancy and Jonathan, which we should probably also talk about because Nancy and Jonathan have that had relationships interesting. The whole thing, so between her and Steve and Jonathan, let let's talk love triangle for a second here. So between Nancy and um, Steve. Which, by the way, I'm team babysitter Steve because I love Steve's development in this. And we'll oh, talk I'm about totally that. team babysitter Steve, especially with the way it ended with him and Dustin. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, oh, it, it made my yeah. heart melt. That scene right know, there made me team Steve. Like, because we all know how much I, I love Dustin. Dustin is still my favorite character, will forever be my favorite character. Love him to pieces. Um, that that was a total like, surprise to see that pairing put together for that season for this season didn't see that coming out of season one to have those two characters you know com- become a you know a friendship at all but yeah and it's like a nice like big brother type thing because like dustin is also the only one that's an only child because like you've yeah, got yeah. Nancy, oh, true. nancy and mike you've got I will and think about that you're right and, uh, dustin, and then even um yeah lucas and his sister Luke- Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they sister. all have siblings. So it's really just like Dustin and his mom, and that's why like they kind of talk about their relationship and like how close they are and everything. But he doesn't really, and he also doesn't really have a dad that they show in the show either. So he doesn't have really any type of manly figure to look up to. So that's why I I'm really the happy. AB professor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he calls at like you know eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> and my lord. <laughs> So yeah, so and him with the Steve hair was cool. Yes, with with that extra curly Steve hair, and he even bought the Farrah Fawcett spray, which was great. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm glad they did that for Dustin. And but, <laughs> but we got we got off track again. Nancy and Steve start off as a you know the couple they were at the end of season one, and then Nancy gets drunk. And she got real drunk for this scene too. I want like I want you guys to know that like they got her hammered on set. And then they, they filmed it. So for her to do this while also being hammered, I respect her so much as an actress. And she and she nailed it too with this all being bullshit. <laughs> and poor Steve has really taken that to heart. So now it's you know a matter of um, you know. Steve being upset with Nancy for what she said while she was drunk. And then, like, Nancy also kind of not knowing what she's really wanting. So she's already, like, conflicted over the death for Barb. Her thinking it's kind of, like, her fault with Steve. Because, like, it was that party that she ended up dying. Yeah. And then she has to, like, lie to her parents. Barb's parents. Nancy has a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of baggage for that poor little girl. So after the whole bullshit thing, Jonathan shows up, almost like magic. Yeah, I like how Jonathan originally wasn't gonna go, decides he's gonna go and lets Will run off his own with, and shows it to basically be the White Knight. He is Captain Rebound if I've ever seen it. But I like Jonathan. No, that's something they hinted out all throughout season one. So, it's not like it was a surprise that it happened. 
or that you know that this ep- that this season kind of went this direction with that dynamic of those three because it was hinted at throughout season one. Right. And what I will say too, I think like in terms of like emotional baggage, Nancy and Jonathan are a lot more similar in that respect because throughout season one, you know, they kind of went through everything together in terms of like Barb and the upside down and everything. And Jonathan also losing Will for a while and believing Will was dead. And then Steve was just kind of like the jock in season one and just started bashing things with the, with the bat and kind of went from there. So they're taking different paths. Yeah. Yeah. There's (laughs) some interesting, interesting dynamic with that. I won't lie. And especially like, once uh, Stephen, or not Steve, uh, Jonathan and Nancy really start like working together um, for Barb, because mm-hmm. hashtag justice for Barb, <laughs> still still going strong. Um, so for her and uh, Jonathan to really kind of like team up and like try to expose um, the facility, and that's when they go to the Oracle. And that's where things start getting heavy. Yeah. The Oracle um, is an interesting fellow, too. (laughs) I like him. But, I mean, the Nancy-Jonathan dynamic is great. And then that also is what leads Steve to be babysitter Steve. Right, because he's looking for, for Nancy, but she's not there, and then Dustin's like, we're going! You got your bat? Let's go! And Steve's just like, uh, 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 what? <laughs> why, is this, why is this kid telling me what to do? And then the Billy and Steve dynamic Ooh. is an oh, interesting man. one. The yeah. rival jock dynamic. The dynamic Aswolfen, you mean? Yeah, that was dynamic. Yeah. Di- yeah. yeah. Yeah, Basically, he wants to run the school. <laughs> like, this is my school now. I am the captain now. <laughs> this is my skew. You don't belong in my skew. This is my house. <laughs> yeah, I love how Dustin's there to help uh, put uh, Steve back together afterwards. I love it. They're in the car yeah. and Steve wakes up. Oh, I have to, oh, yeah, you got to fight with Billy. Oh, no, you got your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> And then the freak out. You're like, yeah, who's wait, driving the car? Who's driving the car? It's Max. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then they all go to the Upside Down. They do. Not before, not before Hopper, though. So I think... Hopper gets lost in the Upside Down. Oh investigating the death of pumpkins, of all yeah. things, right before Halloween. Oh, yeah, it we'll get to cold. Halloween in a second, but that... that... That episode with Hopper, I was really thinking, like, wow, we only have a few seasons total for this show. Are they really going to start picking people off? Because I really thought we were going to say bye to Hopper right there. I did, too. I thought that was going to be the end of Hopper. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill him off, though, because, like... No, Hopper's honestly probably my favorite in this whole show. I'm still Team Dustin. Nah. And then maybe, and then Eleven, and then Mike. I think those are, or That's no, Eleven, then Nancy. Billy? But yeah, so I still hate Billy. Um, but I do think him kind of like taking over as king of the school, like, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think also kind of like sets up for stuff that could happen in season three that we'll talk about later. Because I've got a whole idea what they're doing with Billy. Um, I thought Billy looked familiar in this show. He played, he played the Red Ranger in that Power, horrible Power Rangers movie that came out recently. Yeah. Okay. I thought he looked familiar. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, so and his audition tape was honestly like so good. So I'm really happy that they picked him because his audition tape was fantastic. Um, if you haven't seen that? You need to check it out. Um, I have to. So good. Um, but yeah, 
I think in terms of like Billy kind of like taking over the school, like it, it makes sense, you know, kind of going back to like what we talked about with the scene with like his dad, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that kind of feeds into it too, of like that whole like needing of power and like yes. the chain of screaming. Yeah, I um, can see that. Works in my mind. It, it, it works out, I think also for the best because then Steve has other stuff that he could be worrying about too. Yeah. So the big thing that we kind of haven't talked about is the actual plot of this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've spent 30 minutes talking about everything but the actual <laughs> plot of the season. Wow. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's seen it, but <laughs> we, sh- we, should we should probably probably talk about the plot. <laughs> Okay. So, this season takes place during the Halloween times. You mean fall? October. Fall, October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Halloween times. So, you know, the big buildup in the first couple of episodes is trick-or-treating. Will has flashbacks to the Upside Down and sees a giant thing in the sky and hollers for Mike. And then, yeah, it gets crazy. This, so this The plot this season is interesting. Because they, the they mind- ramped it up. Flair, you know, Will sees it, talks to about what he sees with Mike, and lets Mike know, I guess, he's still connected to the Upside Down. Mike talks about Eleven with him, and they open up to each other. And then, you know, Bob tells Will that he could stand there and just say, no, go away to it. And what happens? Will gets possessed by a cloud. Damn it, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) The one bad thing that Bob did. I mean, Bob was a plot device, for sure. But they at least made the plot device worth it. (laughs) You find out that Eleven was alive. Hopper's been keeping her for about a year. (laughs) At this point. After the fact. So this takes place about a year after the first season, as they said. Roughly. Yeah, just about. So, you know, things from the Upside Down apparently start coming out. Uh, Dustin finds a little... He calls it a polylog companion. (laughs) D'Artagnan! He turns out to a candy bar. Yeah. (laughs) Because he likes nougat. Turns out he's a demo dog. (laughs) Surprise. Will awaken. Well, well, he's basically, he's just another alien that likes cats like Alf. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Good point, actually. That's a really good call out to that. Yeah. But you've got. The plot of this is essentially that Will gets possessed by it, and then it's them trying at the end to keep Will from knowing where he is, so they can't send the Demogorgon dogs after him. So it's it's a very bad summary, but that's the plot, essentially, is hide and seek from the Mind Flayer until they sweat it out of Will. Yeah. They gotta get that out of Will, and they gotta... Actually, like, seal up the, the rip in the dimensions so that way they can stop coming back. So they have to, like, close it, close the door. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's and... where Eleven shows up at the last episode to save the day, like Goku. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, they definitely, like, ramped it up in terms of, like, Things that have happened, so like the stakes have obviously gotten a little bit higher, which is always good. They didn't try to like make it like the same threat per se, because we find out that the the demogorgon isn't really the thing we should be scared of. Demodogs are a little bit more vicious, and then we also have the huge mind flare. Yeah, so it expounds on the world of the upside down too, which is good. Oh, but let's not gloss over Halloween and trick-or-treating. Because no. we, we were showing a spoiler from the very beginning when they first showed the first trailer for the for this season a couple years ago of the boys standing out front of the school rocking the coolest costumes in 1984. Yeah. Ghostbusters. They get into an argument. <laughs> yeah, because they both want to be the same ghost. Or no, 
It's like, oh, why? Why do you have to? Why do I have to be Winston? Be Winston. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they well, just leave it at on. that too, which I thought was funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, well, come on, come yeah, on, you know. <laughs> you know why? You say it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but but how adorable is Eleven walking around the cabin in in the uh, in the Charlie Brown ghost costume like just like come on i want to go trick-or-treating <laughs> i know because no she could dress up me. and no one would know who she is yeah and she huh. just wants to go see mike because he promised that she could see mike yeah and while like hopper's like investigating the uh the the root damage that causes the issues with the pumpkins that later then turns out to be more of like a a map or Bob to show us in terms of like all the connections. So it's like a lot of it like pieces together later, which I appreciate. So they did a better they did a better job of like putting together the the whole premise of like the final conclusion throughout various episodes. A little bit better this this season. Yeah, I think the flow of the episodes went a lot better this season, except for episode seven. <laughs> well, even then, it was still it fit the flow. It each episode was well paced this season. It didn't feel like they tacked anything onto it because they had to or could. Which is one of the problems I had with the first seasons, and some episodes just had too much in them. With this one, it was brilliantly paced throughout the episodes. Yeah, they did. They did keep the, the pacing on like that whole like, okay, let me see next like, because you didn't get too much information through the episode. And I do also want to talk about um, Eleven's jealousy. Okay. Too oh yeah, forget about that part. Yeah, yeah there was a little bit of it. Where yeah. she's on the skateboard and Eleven makes her slip. <laughs> right. And like, even like doing that, it doesn't cause her nose to bleed, so like it kind of shows she's more powerful too. But I just I think it's sweet how they have like that like young kid jealousy type love growing. Like, yeah. And she also doesn't know what's going on on the other side of the door that like Mike is really like, no, I actually like I don't like you. I don't want you in our party. Like, we've got, we've got a, we have an 11. But like, she could be off. your Zoomer. Yeah, she can see. What's a Zoomer? It's not even a thing. <sighs> it, so, I guess we'll kind of glance around to the rest of it in a minute, but let's talk about the last step, the last thing in the season, the end of it, the dance. Oh, it was so sweet. So you have Max and Lucas dancing. You have a girl come up and ask Will to dance, which was surprising. Especially because she's like, hey, zombie boy. So <laughs> endearing. Yeah. Dustin's striking out with everybody, and then Nancy Wheeler takes pity on him. Which was sweet. And Mike and Eleven get to dance. While wow. Hopper and Joyce get to sit outside and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> like, like back in their olden days. Yeah. And then everybody but Dustin got a kiss. So sweet. Poor Dustin. Hopefully he gets his comeuppance in season three. I want him to. Right. But... It's it's nice that they did honor, you know, Mike's promise to take Eleven to the, the like the snowflake dancer. Yeah, that what was happened. nice. That they did uh, that. Was, yeah. I was like, oh, they remembered. Oh, thank you. <laughs> snowball. That's what it's called. I'm sorry, not the snowflake dancer. Snowball. snowball. Dance. <laughs> yeah, the the snowball. With decorations that are way outside of, like, a elementary slash middle school budget, that dance uh, I mean, way I don't too know. fancy. We're talking about the 80s here. I don't know. We weren't around for those. How accurate was the dance, Mr. Junkie? 
Uh, we didn't frequent any dances in the 80s. Didn't really get to get to start doing that till the early 90s. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, you look back at, I mean, what it, it, I compared it to watch watch uh, Back to the Future. It reminded me of the Enchantment of the Sea dance from that okay. movie. That's what the decorations kind of gave a nice uh, callback to. And, you know, you had the over-the-top cheesiness, but yeah, that's what you had in the 80s was that. <laughs> Gotcha. So, I don't know where to move on to next on this one myself. Yeah. What else should we talk about here? We've talked. We talked around about a lot of different things. Um, I guess I something talk- I want to. I was going to just bring up. I brought this up on our last talk. Just how uh, the thing I appreciate being the the junkie of pop culture is just how many references or easter eggs or any kind of pop culture references in general that the doofer brothers try to cram into this you know nine season or nine episode season you know it's not that many episodes and they try to cram so much in there mm-hmm. that for someone like me it is like just uh pure happiness when i'm watching an episode because i just cannot stop pointing out to my wife oh look at that oh that's a reference to this that's a reference to that oh they yeah. got inspiration from this and it's just that's like what I, the, I really appreciate from the the two seasons we've given we've given so far is just so many cool references. Most definitely, like the cool thing about this one is when it starts on the first episode, it's the boys are at the arcade and hey, someone yes. beat their high scores. How blasphemous! Yeah. And as and, someone who lost thousands of quarters to you know hours of arcade, oh yeah, I I mean it's it was like so refreshing to see that, uh, and the arcade. You know the arcade machines were legit ones. It wasn't like they made up ones for this show. No, they got they have looks... Dig Dug, Pac Man, Dragon oh, yeah. Slayer. Yes, Dragon Slayer. Yes. Uh, yeah, the first real like the game you would go put quarters in as a children adventure game kind. Of. QTE the game. Yeah. Yeah. Get good the game. Well, like, <laughs> a Dragon's Lair, I would say, is probably responsible for quick-time events in games today, because that entire game is... Yep, you just gotta go, you gotta know, you gotta go. I mean, it, that, it's still one of the worst games ever made, but it was fun, and... The cartoony it, graphics, the animations, my favorite. <laughs> and that's what drew you in to spend so many quarters on it, because you thought, oh, I can't wait to see the next, you know, cutscene, but... Nobody could get past certain, you know, parts, no matter how much you tried, so. Yeah, it was a frustrating game. And then they made the, the NES. You know, we're getting off topic, because I could go off on Dragon's Lake a minute, talking oh, about the NES platformer, too. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we have that, um, the recording time for that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll save that for, we'll put that in a maybe pile for later. Yeah, but the arcade was great. The Ghostbusters cartoon was great. Um... Or not cartoon costumes, rather was great. Yeah. Um, oh, Matt. Hello, Maxine. Yeah. Her her Halloween costume. Yeah. Michael Myers. She Love was it. Michael Myers. Yes. The fact that the she's. Fun- ref- I have the Funko Pop of that with her with the mask up. It's awesome. Love and it. The fact that they refer to her as Mad Max itself yep. is is great. Well, you have at the uh, at the Tiffany Halloween party. You have uh, Steve and uh, Nancy dressed up as Risky Business. They're yep. they're uh, Rebecca De Mornay and uh, Tom Cruise. Yep, yeah. I saw that. It... <sighs> they the do put a lot of references in these. Oh, you know, we forgot one key reference since we're on the topic of references, and we brought it up before on the last one we talked about with the uh, when uh, Hopper and Joyce went into the. Uh, laboratory, and mm-hmm. they discovered all those eggs, and I mentioned, oh, that's an obvious, you know, reference to Alien. Yeah. Well, we have somebody from Aliens in the series now. You're right, we did. Mr. Hello, mad about you himself, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. As the doctor. As Dr. Owens, yes. And I loved that casting, he was great. I loved it too, because you don't know, if you've watched him Especially, you know, they're referencing aliens, or they're. He was such a huge character in that movie. If you've seen Aliens, yes, and if you haven't, you were missing out because it's one of the best action films ever. But you didn't know with the way they were going to use his character in the show now because 
uh, spoiler alert, you don't want to trust Dr. or you don't want to trust Paul Reiser's character in Aliens at all. Right. And uh, they really made you dance around wondering if you should or should not trust Owens the way they did this character. I liked it. I liked when they brought Nancy and Jonathan to the lab and his little tour of the lab for them. And he just takes him to the upside down and said, that kills him. We messed up. <laughs> Imagine if the uh, Russians find out about our mess up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to keep your country safe from communists? <laughs> like that's essentially that whole speech. And then yeah. they set it on fire. <laughs> yep. And that's like also like a huge, like eighties things too. Like no Russians, no, no commies. No, thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, anybody seen the original red Dawn with uh, Patrick yep. Swayze and oh man. Great reference there, too. Yeah. And then the fact that they refer to there's a little Russian girl running around with special powers in Hawkins. Yeah. Again, mm -hmm. reference back to the fact that that was a big Red Scare time still. Yeah. And I do, I do appreciate um, Sam Owens' uh, like sacrifice at the, at the end there. Like, get to help get um, Bob to where he needs to be and also, like, helping out Hopper. Yeah, and yeah. I like how at least he does give Hopper a birth certificate for 11 at the end of the series. At the end of the season, I should say. It's not the end of the series. <laughs> yes. But I like so, how, you know, Hopper officially has 11 as his daughter, basically, on paper mm -hmm. now, which is really cool. Yeah, so he gets a daughter again, and then that also allows her to have more of like a normal life this time around. Mm -hmm. Which will be fantastic for her, I think, and really be great to see like how, how they decide to build her character next. I'm curious to see how it goes this time, especially being in the summer mm -hmm. for the next season, but we'll get to that when we talk predictions. Um, yes. What other references were there, Mr. Junkie, that maybe we would have missed being, you know, young whippersnappers like we are? Oh, well, let me tell you, Sonny. <laughs> let me tell you, Sonny Jim, back in my... Uh, just, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, yeah, we, we, you could just throw it into your Google machine nowadays and find this, but... Okay, let's talk about Dustin and Steve walking along the train tracks. Stand by me. Oh, stand by me. That right was definitely there. stand by me. Not to mention Steve... If you remember the scene where they go into the tunnels and mm -hmm. they're looking for, uh, you know, they're trying to find something. But anyways, they're trying to find Hopper. Exactly. And Steve is rocking the uh, bandana on his face. Do you recall that? Yes. It's actually the same bandana that Josh, that uh, Brolin is wearing in the Goonies. Really? I didn't catch it's that. Same, same design, same color, everything. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so, okay. So there's well, that's that. Uh, Bob. When he's dressed mm -hmm. up as Vampire Bob and he's Dracula rocking the Bob. camcorder. Yeah. Same camcorder that uh, Doc and Marty are using in the very first Back to the Future when they're recording Doc's speech before the uh, the Libyans show up to chase Marty in the parking lot of the Pine Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Twin Pines Mall parking lot. There you go. Um, oh, wow. So, obviously, I mentioned earlier about uh, Eleven and I said... Charlie Brown costume, but of course it's more of an E.T. costume with her wearing the ghost costume. Yeah, the E.T. ghost. Which E.T. is referenced all through the show. We talked about it on the last with the first yeah. season with the, the kids on the bikes and the vans chasing and such. Uh, another movie, of course, we mentioned before Goonies is obviously you know depicted throughout the show. Um, you could loosely say, okay, you got uh, Mikey from the Goonies now, so you have him as Bob, of course. We mentioned aliens, of course. The one this thing the show a, does is get some good is get actors who were big in the eighties as well to come in and play roles in this show, which is yeah. Cool. And and yeah, that's that's essential for that for you know to really give it a feel. Uh, when I was looking up things about Stranger Things season two with the new characters, I did not draw this comparison because this is a movie I've only seen like two times, which is weird because I watch a lot of eighties movies over and over. Mm -hmm. uh, any of y'all ever seen uh, St. Elmo's Fire? Once not not right. enough to be able to reference it? Exactly. It's it's not like 16 Candles or Pretty in Pink that everyone sees or, more times. Yeah, or Breakfast Club. Or... Yeah. Well, uh, basically the look of Billy was inspired by Rob Lowe in that, is what they say. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. The, da the dangling earring and the hair not was inspired by Rob Lowe's 
looking the St. Elmo's fire. I'm actually gonna Google it real quick and see. Yeah. You are a hundred percent right. I can see yeah. it to the T. I see it in this picture right here to the T. Yeah, right. Now also I've I forget, I think it was in the first episode of the season, but at one point we get to see the Hawkins movie theater marquee. Oh and yeah. Advertising a very Terminator. low budget movie called The Terminator. And ironically, uh the timeline of the show is uh taking place at the same time in nineteen eighty four that Terminator was released. So that Which was is, really nice. It was a nice that's a nice touch to give it the authenticity. Yeah. And then of course uh we mentioned this one in the first uh season, but also once again we get the uh the image where uh who is it? Who is it? I'm trying to remember his name. Who is it? It's a shot at the when they open the front door at, I think it's Will, I can't remember now, but they have a shot of the door opening, mm-hmm. and you see it's a straight copy of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, uh, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah. And if you've seen Close Encounters, you know the famous scene where they open the door and the mm-hmm. lights outside, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, let's see, I was trying to think of anything else. There was one more I found that was, uh, I didn't catch this, and maybe it's a stretch, but this was one I wanted to share with y'all, because I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Same. Yes. And people have compared Hopper's hat grabbing in the, uh, he drops his hat as he's running, Mm -hmm. and quickly turns around and grabs it real quick, a la Indiana Jones, of course, when he's running out of the temple. Or not the temple, I'm sorry, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe it's inspired by it, but it's a different right. way he does it than what Indy does to say it's the yeah. same. It's, maybe it's inspired by it, I'd say. Yeah. But I, I can like, see that. where they're getting that from. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, he is constantly exploring and trying to figure things out. So, yeah, you could draw a little comparison there. Yeah, like like an homage, not necessarily like a direct, like, yeah, he's Indiana Jones now. So <laughs> yeah, I will say Billy has a good taste in music, and it's very it is era accurate to Metallica to have him listening to their first album that came out in '84. Of course he would. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right up Billy's alley. Because <laughs> this is at the beginning of when the metal scene was coming around, and Billy's got that beginning metal look that, 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 like, you know, you listen to the metal hair bands and such. That's what he has that look going for, and it's great. Yeah. And speaking of Billy, uh, okay, because we've all seen the trailers for the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen the, uh, the homage of, uh, or to, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High involving Billy? No, I did not. Okay, so you've seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I'm yes. guessing? Okay. Oh, yes. Who remembers the very famous scene of oh, the pool? Yes. And you have the amazing uh, Phoebe Cates coming out yep. of the water. You know, All slowly. Brad, and... you know how much I always found you attractive, whatever. Yep. Well, they have that music playing as Billy comes out of the lifeguard right. locker room and all the moms, moms are watching him. That's right. That song was stuck in my head earlier too. Show yeah. show off the goodies. Yeah. And yeah, I think you had Nancy and uh, Mike's mom there as part of the uh, the, the group mom group googling him. Yeah, she got a new swimsuit, and he yeah. noticed, and she like almost died of a, of a heart attack because she's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so, I guess we'll kind of just start kind of. Drawing down to a... We'll start wrapping up a little bit. Um, Nancy, I know you loved Stranger Things. I know you love it, but what are your feelings on season two? So, I think season two as a whole, I, like we've been talking about, much better than season one. Um, I think that the action and the situations that they all find themselves in are a little bit more ramped up, um, but not to the point where it's like, outside the realm of what I think the world of Stranger Things is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to see new character companions, you know, babysitter Steve, um, all the conflicts there, and, like, everything that kind of, like, plays around with it. 
um, the relationship with him and Dustin, um, kind of getting to see also a little bit more teen angst because they're starting to get into those, you know, teen angsty years. <laughs> um, I think they did a good job with, again, a false, uh, false protagonist because they do Red take herrings. those back. Um, yes, that's the word I wanted. Um, you know, taking Will back to the lab and, you know, us not knowing if we could really trust Sam, uh, as you know, we've already been burned by a doctor in the past type deal. So they, they did a lot of like, kind of even like taking what they did in the first season and then changing up the formula enough to make it better. Um, seeing Eleven's powers really grow were despite that that one episode that I will forever hate. I mean, it was good to see her powers evolving as well. Um, you know, do what needs to be done for her to actually go and you know seal up the the hole that is allowing these demo dogs and everything to like come through. Um, so they got to close the gate. Um, so yeah, like I, I like where they left it. I liked the the tensions that they brought in between the party and between characters. Um and all all of like ten out of ten. I'm so excited for the next season. But I, they they did this one very, very well. Mr. PC and J. I definitely enjoyed this season and it's a little hard to compare the two as far as which one is overall the better one because they do have a lot of differences in them like you mentioned as far as the way they did the storyline and the the way they really kind of kept us guessing on a lot of the characters and what direction they're going to go in but i enjoyed the development of the characters we already met i like the new pairing we got to see such as with uh steve and dustin nancy and jonathan we thought, I, you know, I thought we we're going to get more of just the same groupings that we had at the end of the last season. So I like that they danced around with different pairings. We got to see a really fun, you know, bonding experience between uh, Hopper and Eleven that I, I didn't expect to see, and then so many more, uh, just really references, of course, pop culture references, of course, that I enjoyed. Uh, but again, could have done without the, you know. Teen Titan superhero power force team could have done without that as any kind of you know storyline. Good that we got to see more about Eleven's background, and I think it should have just stuck with her background, not anyone else's. Um, but I also really liked how, of course, we're going to get some kind of a happy ending at first with the kids getting to go to the school dance, and you know everyone still survived and except for Bob, but everyone survived that were the kids, and they got to partake in the festivities there, but I love at the end we get the ominous image of the shadow monster over the school. That looked really awesome. And to me, that gave me more of a cliffhanger feel than uh, season one, where Will's looking into the mirror and has the upside-down flashback, you know, feeling that, oh, he's still really trapped in the upside-down world. But, and yeah, then I like dart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, th I think they did a better job with the uh, cliffhanger for the uh, ending of this season. Cliffhanger hanging from a cliff, and that's why it's called the cliffhanger. Not just the awesome 1995 movie starring Sylvester Stallone and uh, what's his name from Third Off in the Sun? <laughs> and that other guy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he was good too. All right, Corey, what you got for us? Oh, there, there is one last thing that I wanted to kind of talk about, too, because um, we really didn't, like, touch on it the way I wanted to. Uh, Will, um, when he had to, like, sketch out the maps... And that was, like, another thing that they, like, amplified because first it was, like, Will and the lights and then this time, like, you know, instead of just having one wall destroyed, it was an entire map of Hawkins and all the 
mind flare roots that had been like taken in underneath, you know, Hawkins and like him just like frantically like sketching them out and then like having to like try to put the puzzle pieces together and everything. Um, so it was kind of cool to see. It's like she's still not against destroying her house to figure out what's going on going on with her son Will. <laughs> so I thought that was nifty. Overall, I think they just did a really good job with it and I'm I'm really excited to see where they take this next season. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. But. Um I mean I guess I hit mute on my microphone for some reason. Um like Bob okay. in that scene was the whole with that scene in particular and Bob was great because he understood that it was the map of the of the rivers throughout Hawkins. Um but honestly my feelings on season two are a lot of like that I had him for season one. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more, but it did a lot of the same things that I didn't like about season one. It was too tropey and too predictable. Every cliffhanger, quote unquote ending they gave you isn't really a cliffhanger. You already know what's happening. If you actually watched it, you already knew every cliffhanger ending was what was happening, except for the one at the end of the season. Right. Um, character development was great. There were still things that I still feel like the scenes with Eleven's sister, while unnecessary, they developed her character, but this should have done more with her than that. One pieces of an episode and one little thing at the beginning to show that she has powers. They wait. It, it was wasted potential of what they could have done with that character at this point, and I hope they do something more with it. Um, Hopper continues to still be my favorite. I think I've mentioned that a few times, just because he seems to be the one getting the most growth out of every character. And Joyce Byers is still annoying. She's just a very concerned mom. She's annoying. She's just a little traumatized. Yeah, but I I still think she's annoying an annoying character. That's just that's just me. <laughs> well, we we saw what kind of retail job she had. We've all worked retail. It happens, you know. You you get oh, put yeah. into the into the trenches and yeah, yeah. So I can understand it, but doesn't mean I have to like her character too much. Um, Really, overall, though, season two, it improved. If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it a pineapple out of bananas. What if you like pineapples more than you like bananas? I don't like either, so it's a pineapple out of a banana. I mean, I guess that's fair, but I definitely prefer pineapples, so in my eyes, you liked it even more. I Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with that. Well, How about being positive? I mean, I don't really know if there's anything else we can say about this one. No, I think that's a good way to... No, just a, I think they did a good job on being able to continue with everything. Not, you know, It was not in any way a major letdown. Like Some people have a, just a one-hit wonder season, but they did a good job of making it... It really felt seamless. Like, okay, we're picking right back up where we left off. Uh, some time has gone by, but still stuff is happening, and you know the characters they developed, but you didn't feel like you were completely lost on like, wait a minute, this is not where you guys were last season. What's going on here? So I think they did a good job of c- connecting the seasons well. They did. They definitely did, and the fact that they included a little recap at the very beginning of the season was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since for a lot of people it had been a year since they had seen it. <laughs> no. You gotta do what a good binger does and watch all of season one before season two comes out and then watch all of season one and two before season three comes out, like I'm doing. (laughs) Right. And for those of us who haven't been up for 36 hours at a time feeding and changing kids, go for it. Yeah. (laughs) That's all right, Nancy. When we do our Doctor Who specials, try try that then. Oh no, I know better. Doctor Who is way too way too crazy. So <laughs> Um so yeah, Mr. Chunky, you wanna give us some plugs? Uh most definitely. So as uh anyone knows, of course, you can check me out on YouTube and uh there I do all types of unboxings, reviews, 
wrestling reviews, recaps, and so many other different pop culture things. Uh, but you can check me out there, uh, the Pop Culture Junkie on YouTube. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Real Pop Culture Junkie, Facebook at the Pop Culture Junkie, and Twitter at Pop Culture Junk Two. And I will link everything in the podcast descriptions below. Appreciate that. And thank you so much to both of you for letting me join in on these fun conversations. I always have a blast. You're coming back for season three, right? I'd most definitely come back anytime. You guys are awesome. I wish you all the best of luck with the shows. You you guys are hilarious. So I'm enjoying the shows that I'm not on as well. There we go. I appreciate that. Um, Definitely do. Yeah, definitely going to do some season three stuff with this. Um, I mean, we've already committed, right? <laughs> so details on when we drop season two or season three, rather, will come soonish. We'll just have to figure that out logistically. And we've got predictions to make soon, too. So keep your ears open for those. Fancy anything to add? I will take the overwhelming deafening silence as a no. And that no. Thank y'all for joining us. This has been a thing. Uh, Until next time. Take care, everyone.